discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. to receive your word thank you that your word proceeds with power with great grace with great love thank you that our lives are transfigured and transformed by your word even in jesus name amen, amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah. so i've been sharing from first uh, john isn't it i started with first john chapter 4 from verse 16 and verse 17 isn't it Let's start from there today as we conclude. Hallelujah. He says, and we have known. Say, we have known. We have known. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. Have believed the love that God has to us. Have you known and believed the love that God has to us? Since we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. God is love. Hallelujah. God is love. This is not the only place where this particular phrase is written. Where else is it written? It's still in 1 John chapter 4. Verse what? Verse 7. Okay. Let's look at it. 1 John 4, 7. Go, go there. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. There's actually verse 8. Next verse. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. So if you want to know God, you have to know love. Because God is love. This is not God is a lover. He didn't say God is a lover. Or God loves every night. He says God is. He's the very definition of love. So if you think about God, don't think about any other thing apart from love. That's why we are called love economy. Because we are representatives of God. You see, it says God is love. God is love. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. Next verse. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Herein, in this particular idea, in this particular knowledge. Okay. As our love made perfect in the knowledge of the fact that God is love and knowing the love that God has had in your case in our case your love is made perfect and because your love is made perfect you are made confident and you have boldness in the day of crisis the word judgment is crisis in the Greek which means crisis in the day of crisis in the day of judgment in the day of trouble in the day of Pressure, thrifts in the evil day. The way to overcome and the way to go forward is through your knowledge of his love. There are two ways. I've shared one with you. I've been sharing on faith. Do you remember? 
So I mentioned the scripture in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, which says that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, isn't it? Even our faith. The victory that causes you, what causes you to have victory and walk in confidence and boldness is your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Faith in what? Faith in your consciousness of what you are. It says, whatsoever is born of God, overcome the world. If you don't know that you are born of God, it will be very difficult to, for you to overcome the world. The way to overcoming the world and having the victory consistently and constantly is in your belief of what you have been made because of the love that God has in your case. Doesn't make sense. If you don't know the love of God towards you, you will not believe what he has said. And because you don't believe what he has said, you will always be defeated in your life. How many of you want to have a life of success? Glory. Consistent success. Consistent. And that is what you've been born for. I said by sharing with you concerning how that you must insist on what the Lord has done. You must insist on what the word of God says. You must not let your experience be different from what God has said. Most, most of us don't know, don't really understand what has happened. Okay? And it's, it's demonstrated in our thought processes and our actions. They will believe, they will, be, they will behave sometimes. You have people praying and saying all kinds of things in their prayer. The fact that you are praying does not mean that you are really talking to God. You can be praying, but then your content is wrong. You, you, you might be saying foolish things throughout your prayer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's why Paul prayed that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. So that you may know what is the hope of his calling. He was so concerned. He prayed that your, your understanding will, will be enlightened. The eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That you will see. It's, it's a matter of seeing. Okay, doing the word of God is embedded in seeing. Seeing what God has done. If you don't see, it's, it's revelation knowledge. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. What does it say? If any man be in Christ, he is. He is. Not he is going to be when he is good enough. He is a new creation. If only you will see it. If only you will see what you have become. He is a new creation. Then he says, All things are passed away. Behold. 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 Uh, it's, a, it's from a Hebrew word, kazar. It means see with the eyes of the prophet. Because if you don't see with the eyes of the a prophetic eye, you must see with faith. You must see into the spirit. Or else you don't believe it. You will not know what has happened. This is a new creature altogether. A new species that has never existed. He doesn't have a past. So all those who have to make, allowed their past to hunt them. It doesn't make sense. It happens to them because they've not seen. They might have heard the word, but they've not really seen it. He says, behold, Kazar, look. Behold, look. Look at it. It's true, it's real. You must start seeing with the eyes of the Spirit. Look away from the things that are around. That's why I shared on, on faith with you. Look away from the things that are around you and look at the Spirit. Look at what God has done. Then you can start re really living. 
Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, behold, all things are become new. And all these new things are of God who has reconciled us. Next verse. That's the next verse. Unto himself. Through his son, Jesus Christ. For God was in Christ Jesus. Reconciling the world unto himself. Have you seen it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must tell everybody you must see. So Paul said that, that his Paul said his ministry was to make all men see. To make all men see. You see, that's in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. Look at it. Ephesians 3, verse 8. To make all men see. What is the mystery of the fellowship? Hmm? Unto me who am less than the least. Of all the saints is this grace given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Then it says, and to make all men see. I'm to preach. I make them see through the preaching. To make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God. Who created all things by Jesus Christ. What is the fellowship of the mystery? What is the mystery? The mystery of Christ. The mystery that God can become a man. Okay, in order to enter men and make men part of the Godhead. So now that you are a child of God, you are not you are not just an ordinary person. You are a new creature altogether. Stop looking around you. Stop looking at your conditions, your circumstances. A lot of us are being ruled by our senses, the things that are happening around. If you look away from your senses, you'll be surprised at what will happen to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Accept it. Believe in it. Say it until it, is, it, it inundates every other thought in your life. I know what I am. And I know who I am. I'm a child of God. Yeah. I'm God manifested in the flesh. You see, it's difficult for you to say. Because it's like, hey, I know myself. God knows. He says, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Yeah. God is greater. God is greater. To make all men see. To have that particular vision of what God has done. If you are not careful, you will not see it. You still walk in sickness, disease, poverty, lack. But as soon as you see it, you, you realize you are fine. No matter what is happening around you, it makes no difference. You know what you are. You know where you are coming from. You know who you are. You know, you know your location. You know your location. You know your spiritual GPS. And no matter what's happening around you, you're not bothered. What are demons to someone who is seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Yeah. But you know there are Christians up to date whose lives are ruled by demons. Whose prayer prayers are always directed by demonic activities. Christians up to date. They are Christians whose bodies are ravaged with sickness and diseases, infirmities. Up to date. You know, Christians who are wallowing in poverty, wallowing in poverty, in lack, in need. It's not supposed to be like that because they don't know. That's why God is sharing these things with you. Okay? So that you will know what belongs to you. If you don't understand your rights, you will not begin to understand your responsibilities. 
your responsibilities are embedded in your rights, and your rights are embedded in your responsibilities. You don't, you don't give one without the other. They, they go together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So an understanding of your rights aids you to become responsible. Okay? It aids you to become responsible. Hallelujah. So we must see. Tell anybody you must see. The, the doing of the word is in the seeing of the word. Okay? That's why we meditate. We meditate so that we might, we might understand exactly what God has done. Sit down, you think about it. Hey, so it, this, it means that this, this, you, combine, <laughs> you combine things. You understand. Because without understanding, you see, the guy who had the word of God producing fruits in his life is a guy who had understanding. Did you ever read it in Matthew chapter 13? The one who had the word of God producing fruits in his life is the one who had understanding. The Bible says that he understood it. The first guy did not understand it. Therefore, the word of God was taken out of his heart. How many of you remember that scripture? It was taken out of his heart because he didn't have any understanding. We are a different man of men now, a different breed. And you must understand what man of man you, you are. The guy who is not the doer of the word is the Bible. The Bible says he's the one who goes away and forgets. So it's actually a, a matter of remembering what you are. Doing the word is all about remembering what you are. That's all. Remembering what manner of man you are. Because in that scripture, James chapter 1, yeah, verse 24, it says, For he that beholdeth, for he beholdeth himself and, for, and goeth his way, and straight away forgetteth what manner of man he was. He immediately forgets what manner of man he was. Because he's the one who is not the doer of the word. But the doer of the word is the one who remembers what he was. So, <laughs> all you need to do is to have the word of God constantly on your mind. What, you, what God has said, believe it. Okay? Const don't act differently in different cases. You know all these problems that we have and all that. You have problems. In Christ, you don't have problems. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what man of man he was. He forgets. He forgets. He forgets. What manner? What manner? What manner of man? And they ask, what manner of man is Jesus? What manner of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. Same manner. Is Jesus the word in flesh? Same manner. We are also the word in the flesh. It's the love of God that has made it like that. Okay? That was what Jesus came to do. To bring us into the fellowship of the Godhead. To make us the God kind. Go back to that place in First John chapter 4. Let me start preaching. I've not started teaching you the way I want to. Hallelujah. But how many of you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So take your mind from your infirmities, your, your insecurities. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Why are you saying those things? You are not speaking in faith. You are not speaking in faith. You are speaking according to your flesh, your senses. What was it that we walk by faith and not by our sensory perceptions? If you are going to walk, if you are going to walk with God, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says, whosoever cometh to God must believe that he is. And that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Isn't it? Yeah. But without faith it's impossible to please him. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, he exists, and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible. It is impossible to walk with God. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. How did he walk with God? He walked with God by faith. What is faith? Faith is, I don't care what is happening around me. I believe what God has said. So around me, I don't look like God. I look like a failure. But I'm not going to allow that to be the controlling factor in my mind. I'm not going to allow what is happening around me to control my mind. I'm going to allow my mind to be controlled by the word of God. By what God has said. He says I'm a new creature. I believe it. That settles it. You understand? He says I'm of God. I'm born of God. So I believe it. I'm God walking in the earth. <gasps> exactly and emphatically, yes. God walking on the earth. I'm in the, you see, you can't demonstrate God. Christianity, Christianity is not what you think it is. Christianity is, a demonstra- is the existence of the life of God in a human vessel and a demonstration of the life of God in that human vessel. The demonstration of the character of God. It's, it's, it's written clearly in the scriptures. In 1 Peter chapter 1 or chapter 2, verse 9. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, you are a chosen generation, isn't it? A royal priesthood. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, this one does not clarify it very well, but when you read it in the Amplified and you check it in the Greek, you understand what he's saying very, very well. Look at the Amplified. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. He bought you with his blood. You are, you see, if you want to know the price of a cloth, how do you tell the price of a dress in a boutique? How do you tell? How do you tell the, the value? There's a tag on it. You check the tag to know the value. Do you know the value of the new creature? Do you know your value? Your value is the blood of Christ. Your value is the blood of Jesus. So you stop behaving like you are nothing. A lot of people's confidence are low. I mean, you wonder what is wrong with them. They talk like there's something wrong with their brain. You don't know what you are, you are worth. You are worth the blood of Christ. If you were the only one on earth, Jesus would still have come to die for you. That is how much God loves you. That is how detailed the love of God is for you. You are a chosen generation, a royal, whatever, a dedicated, God's own purchased, special people, so that you may set for the wonderful deeds. You understand deeds? What's the meaning of deeds? Works, acts. How can you display the works and the acts of God when you are not God? How can, you, how can a dog display the deeds of a man? It is not possible. Is it possible for a dog to be talking to you and conversing with you, going to work? It's only found in, in cartoons. Only in cartoons that a dog is part of the family and is moving around. There's a cartoon like that. I don't know whether it's a... Scooby, Scooby-Doo doesn't talk. There's another one, uh, Family Guy. How many of you have seen, have seen Family Guy? It's a terrible one. Terrible cartoons, not for children. It's very bad. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, their dog is part of the family. He talks, he does, he crashes. I mean, he's like, he's the senior of the house. He's even smarter than his owner. Hallelujah. It's only, it's only in cartoons. There's no way you can display, believe what I'm saying to you. You can't display the attributes of God if you are not in his class. It's not possible. It's not possible. Your victory in life is dependent on your knowledge of what you are. 
Hearing is our love made perfect. So that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, in the day of crisis. We may have assurance in the day of problems, troubles, challenges. Because as he is, so are we. Not some time to come. Now in this world. As he is, so has he made us. So are we now. So your, your, your victory is in your consciousness of what you are. Do you understand? It's in the consciousness of what you are. When challenges are coming, plenty. What do you mean? I, I, I know what I am. When Jesus had the waves coming against him, he did not move around. The disciples were jumping all over the place. He stood up and calmed it. Same thing. You also stand up and calm it. And go back to bed. That is not, I don't pray when there's trouble. You can ask. I don't organize prayer meetings when it's hot. I organize prayer meetings when it is not hot. <laughs> yeah. I won't react. Up, you see, I won't react to the problem. I caused it a long time ago. I, I, I believe in the principles of cause and effect. Do you understand? I believe in it. There are things I put to work a long time ago. The challenges mean nothing. When I get there, I'll just go through it. I'll just go through it. That's my confidence because I know what I am. Yes, I was talking to the people who are leaving school. The first word I told them was that be confident. Be confident in what you are, in who you are. That is where, if you know that you were exempted from the world and exempted, you see, Israel was a nation that was exempted from every other nation. We were different. When others were, they didn't know about famine and all those things. They were walking in the desert and they were fed. We were taken care of. We are more than that. We don't have that kind of covenant with God. We, in fact, we are not even in a covenant with God. Hey, you are not in a covenant with God. You are not. You are not. We are the product of the covenant that existed between Abraham and God. Okay, we are the result of that covenant. My wife and I are in a covenant. We are in a marriage covenant. Is our son in covenant with me? Is he in covenant with my wife? What is he? He's the product of the covenant. He's the beneficiary. He's the one to benefit of the covenant. That's what we are. We are not in covenant with God. Israel was in covenant with, we are not in covenant with God. The Bible says that they are the children of the prophets and of the covenant. We are, we are, not, we are not like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Understanding. Hmm? Your understanding in life will change everything. It will cause you to have consistent, continuous victory. I don't like to teach something that will not help you. I like to teach you something that will help you. Something that you can use for your life. Okay? So doing the word of God has to do with Knowing, seeing. That's what it means to do the word. Knowing and seeing. Yeah. Not forgetting what you are. When you, get, when you get out of this place, don't forget what you are. Don't talk like you are not, you are nothing. Hmm? Talk like a king because that's what you are. Huh? Talk like a king. Behave like a king. That's what you are. Remember what you are. Don't forget what you are. Just remember. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And watch the whole world go told to you. This is the vision of Akamah the world. Even our faith. Even our faith. Faith is very simple. It's not complicated. We have faith. You do have faith. In Romans chapter 12 verse 3, it says that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. All of us have faith. So long as you're a child of God, you do have faith. 
All you need to do is to put that faith to work and receive more of it. As the word of God comes to you, faith comes to you. We are displayers of God. I don't fail. I don't fail. You see, recently I made a decision in my life to be the best at what I do. To outdo myself and to be the best of myself. Not to outdo anybody, but to outdo myself. You see, I'm a pastor. I want to be the best of pastors. So I want to believe in what I preach and preach what I believe. Because what I believe is the word of God. You understand? It's a decision because there are pastors who are professionals. They are professionals. They know. Prophet Adam's father went to preach somewhere. Prophet Adam's father has been an evangelist, a missionary for the last 20 years of, of his life. 20 or 25 years of his life. Since 1998, I think. Or more. Yeah, since we grabbed all we know is that he, go on, he goes on track. I didn't know the tracks he was going was actually for evangelism. I thought he was, going, he was doing something else. No, no, he was doing evangelism. So they go from village to village. They baptize people in mud and all that. That's what they do, yes. And establish churches. That's what they do. And he went to a certain church. They went to a certain church to go and preach. When they finished preaching, the pastor of the church gave his life to Christ. He joined those who were going to give their lives to Christ. So they were like, ah, what is going on? He said, oh, I grew up in the church. I was born in the church. I grew up in the church. When I know how to preach, I know what to say. I know the right things to say. I know the right things to do. I know how to manage things. Because you don't need, to, you don't need the spirit for those things. You don't need the, There's a human aspect of the church. Okay? And you don't need God to manage things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know he had talismans around his waist and around his arms? Yeah, he had talismans. That's what he had been functioning with for his life. And he, so he took, true story, not a lie. This is from the man's own mouth. He took the talismans and everything and put them down and gave his life to Christ. Because he had never, ever gotten to know. He had been preaching about God, but he, doesn't, he didn't know God. He had been talking about Jesus, but he didn't know who he was. So they are pastors like that. They are professionals. They, 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 they know about the thing. They know the cliches. They know the thing. They know how to communicate. They know how to talk to you. They know, but they don't, they are not what they are talking about. You understand? Yeah. They are professionals. They are those who are paid at the end of every month. I made the decision to make sure that I believe what I'm preaching. Yeah. I believe what I'm preaching. So you too, it's either you believe what the word of God says or you don't. It's either you believe in it. It's either you believe in it and function with it. Yesterday someone asked the question, how come Christians can't survive and do things and succeed without God? Because that's where you were born. You are fish and you want to, you want to walk on, 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 on sand. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Try catching a fish in the sea and see whether you'll be able to catch it. You will not be able to catch it, but as, long, as soon as it ends up on the, on the earth, it's done. So if he comes out of the water and finds himself out of the water, he's, he's gone, he's finished. That's death. We don't kill fishes with guns. Nobody does that. It's prohibited. Eh? Pair trolling is prohibited. You, do, you can't blast the fishes in the sea and put some chemicals in the sea to kill them. No, you can't do that. It's wrong. All you need to do is to get them out of the sea. If you get them out of the sea, that's the end. They are dead. They'll just be moving like that. Then they'll be, after losing a lot of energy, they'll start breathing from their gills just like that. 
That's that their location has changed. That's all. Where they were born has changed. Same thing with Christianity. It's either you take advantage of where you have been placed, know about it, understand it, and know how to how to function and use the theory and the principles there to succeed and do what God wants and fulfill the calling of God upon your life. Or you don't. It's 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 either one of the two. It's either what we are saying is a joke, it's either what Jesus said was a joke or he was telling the truth. Which one do you think it is? Was he was he lying? You think he was lying? He was not lying. If he was not lying, then you must believe what he said. And you must take it seriously. It's not a joke. The church is not a joke. It's like, oh, we are just moving in the system. Hey, what's up? You don't know when you are going to leave the system. I think about death every day. I think it's wisdom too. I think about death every day. Sometimes I think about death five times in a day. Just this morning I thought about death. When I was coming, I saw obituary time, I was like, hey, one day, me too. This morning, when I woke up, I started calculating how, where, when, whether I'll be here in 2070. <laughs> that was the first thought that came to me this morning. Whether I'll be here in 2070 and 2080. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was like, hey, after some years, I will not be in the system anymore. I'll be gone. How am I living my life? What am I doing to myself? Some of you never ask you some you never ask yourself some of those questions. You are just living. Like I said, you are just going. Going, going. Believe in God's word. Okay? Says we know and have believed the love that God has had in our case. We know and have believed. We know. First John 4 16. We know and we have known and have believed the love that God has to us. What love has God has to us? Because your victory is in this particular knowledge. Your faith in this particular knowledge. I'm talking about the faith aspect. I'm coming to talk about the love aspect. Your faith in the love of God. Not your love for God. The love of God. The love that God has had for you. When it comes to you, how does God love you? What is the love that he has demonstrated towards you? Your victory is in your assurance of that love. Hearing is our love made perfect. In this particular thing is our love made perfect. In this particular thing. If you get to know the love that he has had for you, your love is made perfect. Your love is made perfect. You go down. Go, go to verse, verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. Our love for him is embedded in his love for us. If you are not conscious of his love for you, you will not understand what he's talking about. You will think he's chasing you and looking for you to kill you. Every time. Do you know a lot of people's minds, a lot of Christians' minds are only on the terrible things like God, God is Charlie. They do something wrong, it's finished. In the Old Testament, there were three types of sacrifices that were given. There was a sacrifice of the bull, the sacrifice of the sheep or the lamb, and the sacrifice of the pigeon. The pigeon. Okay? You know the bull is bigger than the, the sheep. And the sheep is bigger than the pigeon, isn't it? In the case of the 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 bull and the sheep, the bull and the sheep were killed by the people who brought the sacrifice. Okay, the case of the pigeon, the priest killed it for for the person. Apart from that, the bull. In the case of the bull. The man who brought the sacrifice was made to lay hands 
this is the this is the burnt sacrifice. This is not the offering of the sacrifice. This is the the burnt sacrifice to God. Okay, the one who was bringing the bow would lay hands on the bow. You know, laying on of hands is identification. Yeah. The innocence of the bow is transferred to the man who was laying hands on the person. But the, in the sheep's case, they, they are, he's not allowed to lay hands on the sheep. In the pigeon, why are you going to lay your hands on the pigeon? You can't lay your hands on it. Hallelujah. In the case of the pigeon, the blood of the pigeon is so small that it is not put all around the, the, the altar. It's put at just one side of the altar. In the case of the sheep, because the sheep is bigger, it's put all around. In the case of the bull, because it's bigger, it's also all around the, the, the altar. Hallelujah. You see, you can have a bull-sized revelation of Christ and what he has done for you. Or you can have a sheep-sized revelation of Christ and what he has done for you. Or you can have a pigeon-sized revelation of what God has done for you. It, it depends. It's all dependent on your understanding. The ones who have the both sides revelation of, of Christ know and understand that Christ, they are identified with Christ. Christ is their righteousness. Christ is their sacrifice. Christ is their wisdom. So they, they lay hands on it and they are identified with it. It's not just the sacrifice of the blood. The guys who have the sheep sides revelation are the ones who are just only thinking about the fact that Christ has forgiven their sins. But it goes way beyond that. We, have, we are now identified with him. That's what the pigeon people, they just, just want a dot. They, 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 always, they are always living in consciousness of sin. Because it is not all round for them. They think that Christ died for some things. There are some people who think that the, uh, they have a bucket size of the blood of Christ. And it gets finished with some time. It's <laughs> a shortage. A shortage of the blood of Christ in their case. Something wrong. You see, if you don't have a both sides revelation of Christ then, there's a time coming when you may not believe in God anymore. Because something will happen that will, cause, that will, will compel you to believe in the both, the both sides revelation of Christ. And you may have pigeon. Pigeon size. And you condemn yourself so much that you may end up hanging yourself or something. I don't know. If I were you. Tell your neighbor, if I were you. I'll have a both sides. Yeah, I'll identify myself with Christ. Believe in what he has done. Hallelujah. Every priest must have a both sides revelation of Christ. Because the priestly ministry comes with troubles, challenges, on every level. Something may happen to you that you never thought of. The way to stand is to have it, to know exactly what Christ did for you and what you have become. So that you will not fall. See, I know who I am. I know who I am. Say it again. I know who I am. And I know what I am. Yeah. We know. So, you see, in the Bible, eh, the first time love was mentioned, there's, there's, there's a law called the law of first mention in scriptures. When you're studying scriptures, you, you look at the first time a particular thing was mentioned. The first time love was mentioned was in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 and verse 2. Let's look at it. It will help us understand what love is. Okay? And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. This is the first time the word love is shown in the Bible. Whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell, tell thee of. 
The first time we see love is the love that exists between a father and son. You know who the father is. Abraham is a type of God the father. Isaac is a type of, Isaac is a promise. Isaac is a type of Christ. It shows you, this place shows you the source of love and the object of love. You see, he says, whom thou lovest. Isaac was the object of Abraham's love. Abraham was the source of that love. Abraham is a type of God. So God is the source, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The love always comes from God. God is the, God, he's, he's love. God is love. So he's the source of love. And Christ, or Jesus, is the object of his love. This particular, you see, this, this particular offering was a type and a show of what was going to happen with Jesus and what the Father himself was going to do. <laughs> Where Isaac was going to be offered is the exact spot Jesus, Jesus was crucified. Exact spot. Exact spot. Not two inches away. Exact spot. So Abraham was actually demonstrating what had happened in eternity because Christ was, was crucified and slain before the foundation of the earth. Abraham caught a revelation of that and did exactly what God wanted him to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we see God the Father as a source of love and Jesus as the object of his love. The love that the, that the Father has for the Son is, is, is unfathomable. He's, he's called the only begotten of the Father. Only begotten of the Father. He, he loved him with all, he loves him with all of his heart. And guess what? God gave up his son for you. If God gave up his son for you, who is the object of his love? Then what do you think you are? Do, do you understand? No, if God gave his only begotten, God gave all he had to get you. Hallelujah. So in John chapter 17, verse 23, Jesus was praying. He was praying, 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 praying. He said that, oh, I pray. Look at, look at John 17, 23. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them. As thou hast loved me. And hast loved them. As thou hast loved me. When it comes, he says, we know the love that the Lord has had in our case. We have known and believed. The love that he has for us is the same love that he had for his son, Jesus Christ. So you are not ordinary. You are, you are too valuable. You are too expensive. Your victory in life is in your knowledge of this particular thing. This particular thing. Yeah. I'm the object of God's love. I'm the love child of a love God. I'm the love child of a love God. Yeah. I'm the object. All of God's creation and all, everything is centered and focused on you. You are the reason. Zigo, Skaskisti, Palgali, Shosisti, Manano, Unshali. It's very important. You see, so your development, your growth, your, your walk in the spirit is dependent on your estimation of the love that God has had in your case. That's all. All, everything that, all the message of the New Testament is embedded in this particular thing. Yeah. Your estimation of the love that God has for you. Your victory is based on that. In Romans chapter 8 verse 31. Let's look at it. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 
Who? Which demon? Which devil? Do you know who you are? All of heaven is focused on you. <laughs> All of heaven is focused on you. Remember in John chapter 1, Jesus said something. He said that he told Nathaniel, Is it because I told you where you were standing, that you were standing under the fig tree, that you are, you are happy and saying that I'm the son of God? Well, I'm telling you that very soon you shall see angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. Who's the son? He's, Jesus is the son of man. And we are in him and he is in us. We are the ones upon whom angels descend and ascend every single day. Angels don't come to the earth to do anything. They come to the earth because of you. Angelic traffic is always on your life. That's how special you are. That is how special you are. That's how separated and excluded that you are. That's Heaven is always focusing on you. You are the focus of heaven. That is why the day we are taking out, the day we are taking out, it's, it's the end. Because we are the focus of heaven. Just yesterday, the Reverend George was telling me something. Very, very important scripture. When, when he was like, wow, this one we have to, he said, oh, we have to uh, 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 reverse our eschatology teaching. You know the scripture that says that um, in the last days, he says, the Lord will not come until there be a, a falling away first. Have you heard it before? A falling away first. Actually, it's not a falling away. That's, that, that particular Greek is not falling. There are two things that can be used for that particular Greek word. But we don't know why all the new Bibles used falling away. It's actually falling away or departure. Departure. So it's, all the old, older Bibles, older Bibles, Buffat and all that, they all say departure. Departure of who? Departure of the church. Not a falling away in the church. A departure of the church. The, the son of perdition, which is the Antichrist, will be reviewed when the church is departed. When the church is taken away. When the church is taken away from the system, then he can be reviewed and do whatever he wants to do. But until, on, until we are taken away, we are occupied. We are the ones, we are the focus of God's attention. Brother, know what you are. Where you are is where the activity of heaven is. Yeah, you are the headquarters of God. You are the address of God. Where you are, your location is a location for angelic traffic because as angels are ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now he says, what, 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 shall, what shall we then say to this? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who spared not, look at the next verse, he that spared not his own Son, but delivered him for us all. How? I, I will never ever live a defeated life. I will never ever live a life of meaningless, eh? mean, a meaningless life. I will live a purposeful life. I will enjoy myself in God because I'm the son of God. I'm the focus of God's attention. I'm the object of God's love. Yeah, he says your victory in life is dependent on your faith in what he has done. In the fact that you are the object of God's love. Herein is our love made perfect. The perfection of your love is embedded in your consciousness of his love for you. Hmm? That is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12 and verse... Let's look at it from verse 13. Let's go from verse 13. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 13. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. I will never be defeated in my life. You see? So let's spend time thinking about the love of God for us. Okay? 
Yeah. Have faith in it. Things are happening around you. No, no, no. I'm the love. I'm actually. I'm too special. Oh. It cannot go against me. No, it cannot go against me. I'm the focus of heaven's attention. That's what I am. If you don't know it, you'll keep going down. This is all things work together for the good. All things. Are, the, the word is, work is synergized together. They, they work in synergy, in synchrony for your good. That's how special you are. Okay? You'll never walk, never walk like this as you're working. You are thinking, you are, you are so worried because one boy left you. You are so worried because something didn't go well. What is your problem? Nothing can go against you. Nothing can go against you. Sometimes I can, some things happen, but I'm cool. I'm cool. You never see me react in a certain way. You never see me react in a certain way. <laughs> Ask my wife how many times I've gotten angry since we got married. I don't get angry unnecessarily. If I get angry, then it means that it's very serious. It's very, and it's, it's very serious. Also, <gasps> for whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Next verse. For the love of Christ. Did he say our love for Christ? No. The love, for the love of Christ constraineth us. The love of Christ. The love that, you see, Paul had a very good comprehension of the love that God has had in his case. The love that God has for him. The love that God has showed. For the love of Christ. What is the meaning of the love? What, what, what is he talking about? Gilo, Gaskiskis, Castano, Balaje, Kedege. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Let me show you this one. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse, let's say 16. Let's read from verse 16. It should be nice. Then we'll come back to this one. Okay? For the love of Christ. It says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened in mind by his spirit in the inner man. That you may, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being rooted and gathered in what? In love. May be able to comprehend what is the, with all the saints, what is the breath and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge have you seen it you see it's called the love of Christ he said go, go back he, Paul is praying for you that you may know you may say that you may be able to comprehend with all saints comprehend have a correct mental putting together with all the saints hmm what is the breadth? What is the breadth? The breadth is the, is, the, is the width. How wide the love of Christ is in our case. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From eternity past to eternity future. Is, that is the width of his love for you. <laughs> and what is the length? The length of his love. The length and the height. And the death, because of the death of his love, he went down to hell for you. That's the, that is the death of his love. The height of his love is how he moved from heaven in his glory and came down because of you. Your responsibility, you respond to God's ability in you. Your response to God's ability in you is dependent on your knowledge of his love for you. Paul said, we, the love of Christ constrains. For we thus judge. The love of Christ constrains. When we think about the love of Christ, it's like, hey, if, if this guy loved us so much, he loved me so much to do this for me, what can't I do for him? So the work that Paul did for the Lord in, in the body of Christ was not dependent on some other thing. It was dependent on his love 
for the Lord, for the Lord, which was embedded in the love that the Lord had had for him. You understand? Yeah. What is the length? What is the breadth? What is the depth? And what is the height? And to know, know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled. This is the this is the source to the infilling of the Spirit. The infilling of the Spirit. He says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. A man can be filled with all the fullness of God. Uh, you can be a body wholly filled with God. That's what the Amplified says. A body wholly filled with God. Why? Through your contemplation on the love that God has had in your kiss. So you can just be sitting in your own contemplation on the love. Wow. It will change your worship. Your worship. You can come and stand here and sing empty songs. You will sing songs that are from your heart. It will change your worship. It will change your mind. It will change a lot of things. Just meditate on his love. That's where your victory is. Meditate on his love for you. Hey, he loved me so much, he gave his life. He loved me so much, he gave his life. He gave his life. Hallelujah. That the world may know that you have loved them as much as you have loved me. Just as you have loved me. This is where your victory is. Hmm? Let's read the amplified of this verse, verse, verse 19. Just let's read from 18 into 19. Amplified so nice that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints god's devoted people the experience of that love what is the breadth and length and depth and height of it that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of christ have you seen it practically for yourselves the love of christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto the, all the fullness of God. You may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. This is my aim. You, you remember I said I want to be the best in what I'm doing? This is my aim. And it, it's not something that happens once in your life. It's something that happens every day in your life. And the, the way to have that happening every day in your life it's by contemplating on the love of God. That's why we are called love economy. That's why I call love economy. Because we, we, you see, we get results not because we are, we are some way. We get results because we, we know what he has done. We are aware of what he has done. And we increase in our consciousness of what he has done. The more we look at his love, the more we, we find ourselves doing something for him. We don't look at ourselves. He's looking away from all things unto Christ. Who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author and finisher of our love as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we know and have believed the love that God has had for us. Know it and believe it. Hearing. Hearing. Hmm? Is your love made perfect? So that we may be confident in the time of, of crisis. We'll be, we may have confident assurance in the times of crisis. Let me show you a scripture that is similar to this particular one that we are, that's here. Okay? Put it together. First John 4, 16 and 17. Put it together once again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. I'm so going to contemplate on the love of Christ. I'm so going to contemplate on it. What do you say? Are you going to think on the love of Christ with me? The love that Christ has in your case? When you think about yourself, know what you are. Know your tag. You are too expensive. You are too expensive. You are too valuable. You are too valuable. If he has given us a son, what can't he give us? What can't he give us? I have a son. He says, whosoever has a son has life. I have a son. Therefore, I have life. What can't he do for me? Where can't he take me? 
what can't what can happen in my life? That informs you and gives you confident assurance in life. You are not bothered. A thousand might fall by your side, ten thousand at thy side. Why they shall not come nigh thee? Only with your eyes shall you behold the world of the wicked. You just behold it. I'm too. I'm different. I'm exempted. Yeah, I'm exempted. My case is different. <laughs> yeah, my case is different. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we have known and believed. The word known is ginosko. It's revelational. The word ginosko means revelation knowledge. It means to see with the eyes of the spirit. And we have known and believed. Believe, believing is the verb of the noun called faith. Do you understand? So he says you must have a revelation of God, God's love for you, and have faith in the love of God for you. Do you understand? He says God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. In this is our love made perfect. So that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, his love has made us as he is. The conscience of his love is what makes you know what he has made you. He has made us as he is because he loves us as much as he loves, he loves his son. As he is, so are we in this world. This is where your victory is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll never go down in my life. Never I'll never be defeated in my life. I'll live a glorious life. Every single day of my life. My path is shining higher and higher. And brighter and brighter. Every single day of my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, faith is more real than your money. Faith is more real than the money that is in your pocket right now. Faith is more real. Faith is reality. It's more real. Yeah, it's more real. Faith is more real than money. Faith is more real than the cash you have. You can take everything away from me and give me, leave, me, leave my faith with me. All those things will return to me. All those things will return to me. All, it will return to me. You see, this particular knowledge is too important. Without this knowledge, you will not... Your... your there's another side to it. Your desire for foolish things will keep increasing. Okay? The way to curb your, your desires and prevent your flesh from going into certain things is by focusing on the love that God has in, in your case. The more you understand his love for you, the more you'd want to live for him. That's how it works. Yeah. Since the love of God constrains us, the love of Christ constrains us. For with us, just that if one man died, then we're all dead. And he died so that those who live should no longer live unto themselves, but should live unto the one who, who died, who loved them and died and gave his life for them. That's what, that's what 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 says. Go, go there, go there. For the love of Christ constrained us, because we thus judge. You see, do you understand with thus judge? He has considered, he has thought about it. He has had a mental putting together of it. For we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Next verse. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. The way to not live unto yourself. You see, be, because you, you are... The, self, the host of love is selfishness. Yeah. And selfishness is, is the root of all the sin trouble in the world. Selfishness. Why would you do certain things? You do them because you are considering only yourself. Why would people, someone sacrifice his son's head for money? Because he's thinking about himself, not his son. 
You get it? He's thinking about himself, not his son. It's the root, it's the bedrock of all the challenges of humanity. And the cure to that is not your love for the Lord, but your, your considering the love that God has for you. For the love of Christ, because with that, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Okay? And he, he, died that, he died for us so that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. They shouldn't live unto themselves. I can't live unto myself anymore. Why? The way to construe the love of God for you is directly proportional to your spirituality. Do you understand? Do you understand directly proportional? We should not hands only unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So now let's go to first John chapter 2. Let's read from verse 14 into verse 15. 14, go to 14. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abided in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He didn't say the love he has for the Father. The love of the Father is not in him. The way to cure yourself of the love for the world is by contemplating and meditating and considering and understanding the love of God in your case. So it is your route to all-round success. All-round success. All-round success. Hearing is I love me perfect. In this is a love made perfect. Yeah. So that we may have confident, confident assurance in the day of trial, in the day of crisis. Because as he is, so are we. Yeah. Hallelujah. Is it not an easy thing to do? See, this is pitched against every other thing. What I'm telling you now is pitched against every other thing. There are various things you could do. Okay? To walk in the spirit, various things, but there's one that when you can focus on just one, when you focus on just one, every other, it's called the more excellent way, and that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah, Paul, Paul mentioned a lot of gifts and everything, and every let's go first Corinthians 12 31. But covert and this is the best gifts, and yes, show I unto you a more excellent way. Remember that the Bible is not written in chapters and in verses and full stops and all that, it's a continuous thing. So, the next thing is chapter 13, verse 1. He says. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and, and, and chariots and have not love. He's talking about love, okay? He starts talking about love. But the, the one in chapter 14, verse 1, you see, it's a continuous document. Continuous flow. If you read chapter 13, verse 13, he says that, And now I have faith, hope, charity. That's love. This day, but the greatest of these is love. Then the next verse says, Make, that's chapter 14, verse 1, Follow after charity and disaster, but rather that you may prefer that. Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified is nicer eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love this love what love he was talking about love with respect to what god has done which informs your love for humanity as well eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love make it your aim in your greatest your great quest make it your great quest message go after a life of love as if your life depended on it because it does Yapon. Let me drop that mic. It's a message. Hallelujah. We have known. 
we have known and have believed the love. I like that scripture so much. We have known and have believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he that loveth dwelleth in God. And God in him. Hallelujah. How do I become more spiritual? Think about his love for you. Is it not simple? How do, I, how do I win in life? Think about his love for you. As simple as ABCD. The more you think about his love for you, the more you know what he has made you. The more confident you become. You will get to know what he has made you. Romans chapter 8. Let's read once again from, from verse 31. I'll read from verse 31 into verse 39 for you. Okay? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who? Who? This is one of my favorite scriptures. Who can be against us? Who can be against us? Your lecturer cannot be against you. If he pitches himself against you, he pitches himself against God. I've had people come against me over the years. It has not ended up well with them. Even though I prayed for mercy for them. When someone is doing something, I start praying for mercy for the person. I don't add up by praying deadly prayers for the person. Do you understand? No, the Bible says that what shall you do if you fall into the hands of the Lord? Who shall save you? <laughs> Who shall save you if you fall into the hands of the Lord? You're in trouble. You are finished. You are finished. So when someone pitches against me, giddy, giddy, I will not, I'll just, I'll just keep quiet. Because you are going to be in trouble very soon. I start praying for mercy because what is coming your way is dangerous. It may just destroy. No matter what, it will come. So we start praying for mercy. God, have mercy on this person. That's why, you see, that's why Jesus prayed that forgive them. For they know not. Because if he should say something, he knows what is going to happen already. So he starts praying for mercy for them. Yeah. That's the love of Christ. Praying for mercy and forgiveness for those who are coming against you. Pray for them who use you. Isn't it? Bless and curse not. Because if you are going to curse, this is, this, you are giving the person too much problems. It's going to be serious. So just pray for mercy for the person. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 32. Read this one to me. One to go. Read it once again. You see, I'm letting you read it because I want you to see what is written there. So that all your complaints will vanish right now. One, two, go. Read it once again. How? It's like, how? How? What are you talking about? Because you've not considered the fact that he gave his only son to you, you will complain that he's not going to add every other thing to you because you don't know the, the most important one he has given to you. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? Freely. Freely give us all things. Next verse. Ah. Uh, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. 
Who can condemn you? It is God that justified. Who is the one who justified us? If you read in Romans chapter 4 verse 25, it says that who was, Christ was delivered on, on account of our offenses and was raised after our justification. Hmm? Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Next verse. Next verse. verse chapter 5 verse 1. Having them for. Therefore being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So who is he that condemneth? The one who justified is not condemning. Do you understand justified? The one who made right. Someone made right. The judge has said you are right. Which lawyer again can come and say that you are not right? When the judge pronounces the judgment, who can come? Can the lawyer say, hey, 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 I don't agree. This is cheating. What are you talking about? The judge has spoken. It is the judge who can condemn. Only the judge can condemn. Not the lawyer. Not the lawyer. Not the lawyer who is, who is the devil. Not the, the devil, the devilic lawyer. So he says, who, 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 who can, who? Who? who is it? He's looking for who can try. Let him try and see. Nothing. There's nothing that you ever do. Mino hmm. A lot of people are afraid of, of a lot of things. Look at, look at, go to John chapter 10. Let's read verse 28. John 10, 28. Let's read 27 so that it will even make more sense. My sheep hear my voice. Hey. Hey. I will never struggle to hear my Lord's voice. He says, my sheep hear, it's automatic. My sheep hear my voice. Stop crying. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. This is Jesus talking. Are you not a sheep? He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So why is our churches, our churches full of, our churches full of people to follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. Oh, something bad will happen to you. We keep warning the children of God because we don't understand what they are. If only you would tell them what they are, they will follow. Do, do, you get, do you get it? Just, just tell them what they are and they will follow. Hallelujah. My sheep hear my voice. Go back. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Then he says in verse 28, I like this. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. The word never is this word never here is different from every every other word never in the Bible. It means it's a double negative. It's a double never. They will never under any circumstance, not by any means, not in this age or in the age to come. That's the meaning. That's the, you can check. That's aeon with it. Aeon is part of the meaning. Not in this age or in the ages to come. They shall never, not by any means, ever, by whatever means, never in this age, in the ages to come. They shall never, ever perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He has tattooed you into his hand. God has tattooed you into his hand. Nobody. Listen, your confidence is based on you thinking about his love for you. Confidence in life. So I'm bold. I'm bold. I speak without carefulness. Knowing these things causes you to become bold. You speak without carefulness. You say big things. Don't be surprised when I say, you, you are billionaires. I call you billionaires. You, yes, you look like you don't have anything. Makes no difference. Why are we looking at the things which are seen? Why are the things which are not seen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Billionaires. We speak roughly. The rich speaks roughly. Hmm? 
speak roughly, speak big. Have you ever read 2 Corinthians chapter 3 before? Chapter 3, verse 12. Go there. It says, seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. You see, the word plainness of speech there, okay, is the same word that is used for confidence and boldness in 1 John chapter 4. Verse 17, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. The word boldness there is the same word. You can check it. It's the same word that is used for uh, what? Plainness of speech. Same word. Same word. Now, the when there's crisis, you don't, it's not time to keep quiet. You speak plainly. I don't care what's happening around me. Like the three Hebrew boys did. When they were coming to put them into the fire, he said, Oh, king, we are not careful to answer you concerning this matter. Have you seen? Is it the same word? Is it the same word? Oh, I'm lying. Is it the same word? It's the same word. What's the word? What's the Greek word? What's the Greek word? Parhesia. Parhesia. Same word. Confidence of speech. Boldness. You speak roughly. Do you understand? We speak roughly. We speak big, boldly. That's what I will never, I will never fail in my life. That's rough. That's rough speaking. Boldness. I will never fail in my life. Yeah. When uh, you see, you say it even higher when failure is staring at your face. I will never fail in my life. This is what amplified. Since we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation, we speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. Openly and fearlessly. Yeah. So never, if you're a preacher, never preach apologetically not apologet apologist i'm not talking apologist defending the gospel that's what i'm talking about. That, don't preach like you are shy like you, you you don't think that people can become a like more and more kind of people. no speak roughly yeah. you understand yeah. yeah i have fathers who have done that over the years they've spoken roughly over the years boldly who will change this world who will take this world why are they saying that because they, they know where they are coming. They know what they are talking about. It's called faith. I said faith is more valuable. It's more, it's of, it's more worthy than the, the physical money you have in your, 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 your pocket. Yeah. Your faith is expressed through your speech. We speak boldly without fear. Very freely, openly and fearlessly. Confident. I said you are billionaires. Dollar billionaires. Don't come and ask me questions. I'm speaking freely. Because I know the hope. The glorious hope. Such joyful, confident expectation. I have my expectation. I know what I'm talking about. You see this church? It will go all around the world. It will go all around the world. The world will hear us. The whole world will hear us. Yeah, we are Bwedi in one corner here in Bwedi. But the whole world will come. The whole world will come. We will change the world. We will take this world, shake it and put it back there and go away. Shake it for the Lord. I don't speak boldly. Speak confidently. When it comes to your future, don't think about anything. Just speak boldly. Start talking about the cars you'll be driving. Yeah. You may not have asked for a tire price before. Makes no difference. Start talking about your glorious future. Start talking about how you are going to be. Start describing and framing your own world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Start talking about your family. How excellent your family is going to be. Start talking about how glorious your future is going to be. How much you are going to spread the word of God and sponsor the gospel wherever you go. Yeah. You may not have anything in your pocket. Makes no difference. We have a certain hope. Therefore, we speak boldly. We speak confidently. We speak roughly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you 
Give the Lord a shout if you are in a church. Listen, our future is too bright. Our future is too bright. I cannot go down. See, I cannot go down. It can only get better. Yeah. Speak boldly. Speak roughly. You understand? Yeah. Don't, not even an example. Don't let anybody use as an example of failure. Even in an example of failure, don't, don't allow it. Yeah. And when they are talking, for example, you are poor. No, 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 I cannot be poor in that example. I cannot be poor in that example. I cannot be poor in that example. Use another one. Or use another person, not me. Give the Lord a shout! Listen, speak boldly, boldly into your future. Boldly into your future. I'm going forward. Yeah. I'm going to be building churches, big churches all around the all around the world. All around the world. All around the world. Yeah. My life is going to affect millions, millions of people. I've been born as an answer to the cry of millions. I know where I'm coming from. I know who I am. I've been born as an answer to the cry of millions. I speak boldly. I speak roughly because I know the love that he has had in my case. I know it. I know it. Hallelujah. Go back to Romans chapter 8. What shall separate from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Shall distress? Or persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or peril? Or sword? Look at the next verse. As it's written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay! Next verse, next verse. It says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. Through him that loved So your, he says we are more than, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. This particular word, word here, more than conquerors, is just one word. It's just one word. Paul, you see, Paul wanted to say, say it so powerfully that he couldn't find any word in the Greek to define what he wanted to say. So he coined the word for this particular one. Hupa nukao. Hupa nikao. It means to be a, a super duper abundantly kalabasha, blagabashaba, ragabashaba champion. Hey! More than you know, this is we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So, what can what can you see? When I see your future, eh? that's what I've been saying. Your future is so bright, I need shades. We need shades to look at it. It's too bright. We need goggles to look at it. Yeah, look at the next verse 38. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. The love of God, not our love of God, the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. You are the most secure person in the world. You are too secure. Since nobody can pluck them out of my hand. He loves you too much. He says, so that the world will see that I am in them and they are in me. That the world will know that God has loved them as much as he loves me. Rise up upon your feet and just start thanking God. Thank God for what he has shared with you. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Don't keep quiet. Thank him.
God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.